0: Welcome to the shit show of my twenties. My name's Sophia. I'm in my early twenties, and man, has it been full of shit shows. <laughs> it's been great. It's been career changes, industry changes, pivots, highs, lows, crying, happy, everything in between, and it's been great. And I just really wanted to create this show to hopefully share with you guys that we all go through the craziness of our twenties. We all go through these shit show moments and we all grow through them and I hope that you're able to see yourself in some of these stories and if any of these episodes resonate with you I would love for you to share it with a friend as well as leave me a review on iTunes it really helps and if you want to connect with me my Instagram's the shit show in my 20s and yeah without further ado let's get going today's guest is brendan i love chatting with him brendan is accountability coach podcaster and marketing expert brendan is a highly passionate and experienced marketer currently residing in la after 10 plus years working as a creative entrepreneur in the fashion industry and seven plus years as a real estate agent and advisor he now places his intentions on helping people build their self-confidence while building their businesses. As a accountability and marketing coach, Brendan not only coaches his clients on how to become more accountable, productive, and maximize their days, but also on how to expand their mindsets to grow their businesses and generate more income. In this interview, we go into so many incredible things from his journey into entrepreneurship, the moment that he realized he wasn't supposed to work for anyone else, how to be more accountable to yourself, leaning away versus leaning back from the things we need to lean into and so much more. So excited for you guys to hear this episode. Let's get started. So thank you so much, Brendan, for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to getting to know you.
1: So I'd love to start. Tell me about your 20s. Feel free to include- my 20s. Yeah, any shit show moments we resonate with. You want to know (laughs) it all. (laughs) Let's start there. So my
2: 20s, man. So I think what I can remember most about my 20s is probably three events. I would say number one is realizing that I didn't want to work for anyone. I was probably like 20, 21 when I made that determination. And it took me about like four years from me deciding that to me actually like, okay, cool. I'm not going to work for nobody. So from like 20 to like 24, I was working at Sprint, the, uh, the telecommunications company, right? Selling Sprint phones. This is before the camera phone was even out. So there was no camera phones out there. Literally, when I was working at Sprint, they had delivered the first camera phone. It was a Sanyo and it was a foot phone. We was like, yo, this is crazy. You got a camera on it. So that, that just kind of gives you a little bit context of where I was at <laughs> at the time. But yeah, so once I had that thought and then, you know, it was a couple of years for me actually making that, that determination. I would say that was the first moment in my life that kind of like propelled me to where I am now like that one decision and then following through like alright cool I was here for a little bit you know I kind of got the uh, the corporate experience where like you're just a number you know what I'm saying because it was like a yeah. somebody tried to like rob the Sprint store while I was there it was probably like an inside job We never found out who did it but I was basically doing too much in terms of like I took it, I took it personal that they were trying to rob the store so like I was trying to kind of like stop it and like I kind of ran after the dude I was wearing boots at the time so like and I was pretty fast but like the boots weren't really helping Right. yeah, I had some sneakers on. So anyway, when I came back into the store, you know, and, you know, they had done what they done. When I came back the next day to open the store, I had got a message like, yo, you violated a policy. You got to loop and I was like, damn, like I'm here like defending the store. Like it's my store. And then they trying mm-hmm. to give me the ax because, you know, to them, like I violated the policy. So I kind of like cemented it. So, you know, I feel like that's phase one. Phase two is when I actually started uh, my second business and I'm kind of skipping over the first business, but the second business was like a really legitimate business. Business. it was the first business that me and a co-founder like we generated seven figures in like literally like from the street selling t-shirts out my trunk of my car mm-hmm. at the time when we grew it to a seven figure business like we didn't have the financial literacy we didn't have the mentorship we didn't have the support we, we just figured it out but as fast as we figured it out then we just you know it just went the other way but i operated that business it was called society original products it was a clothing company it was eight different countries I carried the products we were in big box doors you know like zoomies uh Tillies, urban outfitters we did a collaboration with the store out in uh, Paris. Hold on, give me a second. Colette. So Colette was a renowned streetwear boutique out in Paris and before they closed their doors officially we had the opportunity to do a collaboration with them which was amazing to me. It was the like first time I had the opportunity to visit Paris and like one of the stores boutiques that I looked up to to get us in Like we had a collaboration with them which was amazing so I felt so good. So I was in that business I would say about almost 10 years. A lot of highs and a lot of lows but I learned a lot. Me and my business finally ended up breaking up and then the third phase, I was phase number two and then the third phase that really hit me in my 20s is when my brothers spouse Possibly. He got shot coming on, uh, come walking home from court in our hometown of, of Boston. So those three phases in my twenties, I would say, stand out to me the most.
1: Wow, it sounds like you had quite the twenties. <laughs> a lot of good stories, a lot of shows shit, shit. And I'm wondering, like, going back to like realizing, like, I I know, like, I'm not meant to work for anyone else. Like, I just know that, like, in my gut. Did that happen before or after that sprint incident, or like before that, were you already like kind of preparing for like knowing like your next thing?
2: Yeah. Well, when I was in college, like. I literally only went to college because my grandmother asked me, and then she passed away. So I felt obligated because she passed away to kind of like to do that, right? Because this is like something that she wanted. But while I was in college, I couldn't like, there was nothing. I was like, okay, I'm I'm attached to this. I can see how this might work for me. I studied English. You know, I I had convinced myself that I wanted to work for ESPN. I wanted to be like a sports beat writer. Like I played basketball. I was interested in sports, but I had convinced myself that that was the path that I wanted to take. I didn't really want to take that path, but it sounded good. I'm like, okay, well, if I graduate, what am I going to do with an English degree? I don't want to write books right so I, I was like convinced myself that I wanted to, to do that but then working at Sprint what I actually did was so I was leveraging before I knew what leveraging was so basically my first business that I kind of skipped over right my first business was creating basketball leagues in the city of Boston and I got this idea because I realized that there, there was a need there was a gap right the gap was in Boston they had basketball leagues that were public right for kids but it only went up to like 19 and then after that there was really nothing in the city like there was other basketball leagues like in the suburbs you know what I'm saying like Watertown Wayne Myth, you know what I'm saying? Those are like some Massachusetts towns, but they were further out. There was nothing that Boston had after the, the public basketball leagues that was called BNBL, Boston Neighborhood Basketball League. So after 19, it was like, yo, you was on your own. You were just going to the park. This was back when kids actually went to the park. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, <laughs> so I noticed a gap. So I was a basketball player, like serious hooper. And I was like, man, it would be cool if I created a league because New York has a dope league called the Rucker. They got a league on New York called Rucker. And um, we didn't have anything. Like We had this thing called Boston Shoot. Out when I was really young, it was at the Boston Garden, but like it just vanished for some reason. I don't know what happened, but it was dope. Like you would go there and see Division I athletes, some um some NBA ballers, and they were just hoop, right? But it just ended. So I'm like, man, well, we don't have nothing. There's nothing entertainment-wise, there's nothing to do if you're 19 and up in the city. What if I created something? So I created a basketball tournament to kind of test it out. It was a two-day tournament. I had like, I think like four or six teams, and it sold out. People came, cars drove up, there was music, you know, girls watching from the fence, guys watching from the fence. You know, we had T-shirts. I was like, "Oh, okay, this is a thing." Like, this it was kind of like my beta test. And then that following summer, I like put a whole league together. You know what I'm saying? So I had 12 teams. I had sponsorships for the jerseys. I had sponsors, you know, that were on the fences at the park. I had a a mobile DJ. It was like an event. So I was doing that for like six years. Like that was my thing. That was my first literal like business. And I started leveraging, bringing it back to Sprint. Because what I would do is I would have people come to meet me at Sprint to sign up for the basketball league. So like I would be selling for over here and then I would have a whole nother customer for a whole nother business that want to sign up for my summer basketball league he would come up so I would sell a phone or whatever the case over here and over here I would be signing this dude up he would be giving me cash so he can you know so he can get his team into the basketball league so I was doing all types of leveraging and I was selling t-shirts at sprint too so I was just doing a lot of different things at sprint but I realized like I was leveraging before I actually knew what the word leverage was I was just like optimizing my opportunity where I was at Mm -hmm. to like have different you know different cash flows coming in different streams and obviously you know wanting to get people to come to this basketball league and serve this basketball league. So it was a void at the time that I felt And um now, you know, obviously I don't live in Boston no more and I don't do the league no more. But because of that it inspired other people in the city that have leagues that have you know leagues and tournament that have come since I have did mine and that have been consistent. So that kind of made me happy that I had it you know I had a chance to play a small part into that that culture shift.
1: Yeah, yeah it's funny. I'm kind of imagining you as friend store like okay here's your t shirt. Okay here's the league. <laughs> okay, here's your yeah, new iPhone. Sure. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah, I don't know if yeah, iPhones were even there. (laughs) that's like literally
2: how it was so I had like people lined up all wanting different things from me but as long as I was selling it was cool like as long as I was selling phones like that didn't bother me and stuff
1: that's funny that's so interesting because it's like you're even like at the beginning it seems like you already knew leverage you already knew like the different things that you could do at the same time you already knew about your capacity to do multiple things and make multiple things work at the same time and I'm interested like in like what ways you feel like maybe we're not leveraging as much like our personal life let's say we have a nine to five or like we just have the things we do. What areas do you feel like you see like people could leverage more?
2: Yeah. So what I realized, I think when you're in your 20s, you got the most vitality. I think you have the most energy. You know what I'm saying not, not to say you don't got energy in your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, um, but I feel like in the 20s you have the most like you know no responsibilities, the most almost like f u energy because it's, it's like a healthy dose of selfishness. Like you could do anything you want. This is your like trial and error opportunity. You're in college or you're not in college, whatever. Right. So what I feel like one of the things that people don't leverage enough is that personal brands like they don't realize that you're literally a brand and I feel like now with the internet and social media you're so accessible to get people interested in who you are and what value you bring to the marketplace I think I heard earlier today when I was on the phone this is one of my favorite people to talk to she's one of my uh, best friends in business but um, shout out to Anissa she was talking about how you know her mentor had told her so she she was sharing with me how everything we want is already here you know what I'm saying so Mm -hmm. it's really up to you to go out and get it or realize that it's there but like your ideas things that are going to make your ideas work, for the most part, they already exist, unless you're inventing something. if you're inventing something, still the the particles or the resources or the materials that are needed for you to invent this thing, they already exist. So it's really just getting our mindset around the fact that we can live abundantly. I can turn who I am into cash flow, into revenue. And honestly, it's unlearning a lot of the stuff that you've been taught. So I feel like if you're in your 20s, you haven't been brainwashed that long. So Mm -hmm. it's not hard for you to be like, Okay, the way I'm being taught in college, or the way I'm being taught, you know, by my parents, it hasn't been indoctrinated long enough where you can't pivot and make adjustments. Because obviously, you're not learning about taxes, you're not learning about budgeting, you're not learning about credit, you're not learning about, you know, how you should create multiple streams of income and how you shouldn't be spending your income. You should be using your income to generate cash flow and then and then spend the cash flow for the things that you want. You're not learning that, right? So if you learn that stuff now, when you're in your 20s, you'll be setting yourself off much. better. Better. And I think another thing is we should be using our imagination much more in the 20s. You know, we, we should be setting goals much higher and we should be around more like minded individuals in our 20s as well. So I think 20s is, is a great decade. It's a great opportunity for you guys to, or for anyone to, to really envision and, and pivot and put themselves exactly where they want to put themselves. Like this thing behind me, I wasn't thinking like that in my 20s. I didn't really understand. Like a million dollars seems so crazy. Like if you really break it down, reverse engineer it, it's not really that crazy. But you just have to get your mind around thinking about, you know, that you can actually actually do the things that you want to do yeah
1: and going back to your sign if you could break it down for us real quick because most people they're probably listening to audio they can't see what your oh, sign yeah, looks true, like true. so yeah, yeah if you could break absolutely. that down for us
2: so there's a sign behind me it says 1 million and it breaks down to 83,333 dollars a month 19,230 dollars a week and 2739 a day so if you could figure out how to make 2739 a day and there's so many different ways to kind of break this down and honestly i do have a gift i have a free gift for your community so i can give them access to to you know to this breakdown but basically if you figure out how to make twenty-seven, thirty-nine, 39 for 365 days that's a million dollars you know what i'm saying so a lot of people are like three thousand dollars a day sounds crazy i don't, I don't know i mean i'm, I'm making three thousand dollars a week or a month or whatever that's fine and there's nothing wrong with that but just get just just looking at it or listening to it or envisioning it you're gonna start your subconscious to actually be working so how our brains work is like the things that we want you say it you look at it and it is the part of your subconscious that's going to be figuring out how that this can be possible while you're living your life, you know what I'm saying? So, you may just be doing your daily stuff, but because you said you want XYZ car, or you maybe you want to meet XYZ person, this is happening in, in the back of your mind. So, you're going to be reminded of such on a day, on a week, on a month until you realize that, okay, well, if I do this, this, then this might happen, you know what I'm saying? Or if I, if I do this, I can actually see it. And the thing about it is, once you see it, it's there. But what you got to attach belief to it. When you attach belief to it, then it's really possible because me and you could be looking at the same thing. We could, we can look at it differently and we're both right. But the difference is I might believe it you might not believe it or you might believe it and, I'm, and I might not believe it you're going to actually get the result either in general or faster than me because I just see it but I don't really believe it's possible me. And that's the difference between why people are able to achieve some things that other people are not able to achieve because they may have access to the same information. Like some people may be like yeah I can see the million dollars I can see how eighty-three thousand three hundred thirty-three breaks down in a month I can see how 19,230 breaks down in a week I can see how 2739 breaks down in the day and i can actually see how this can happen with the next person they may not believe it but they see it and because they don't believe it nothing happens but the person that believes it their mind will start working on how they can actually figure this out and how it can become real and then you start putting action behind that and then crazy things happen like making a yeah. million dollars <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and i love how you have that sign right behind you like what a good reminder and it's so interesting because when you say that like it's like okay that doesn't sound that crazy when you break it down to today but when you mm-hmm. see like the first 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 line, right? You might see that and be like, "Oh, I can never do that. Like, that's never gonna happen for me." But I like how you break it down to like each part, like month, week, day, year. And I'm wondering, like, going back to like even just like that sign behind you. Like, let's say someone sees that sign and they're like, "Okay, like that's great for you. Like, Brendan could do that, but I can't do that. You know, like that's for other people." Mm -hmm. I feel like it starts there. And with that, what advice do you have for someone who maybe like they're like that's like absurd, you know? Like, I I live paycheck to paycheck. Like, I do the same thing. Every month, like that's absurd for me to go there. Like, how do you get people to that place where they're actually able to start to imagine outside of like what's currently happening?
2: Yeah, 100%. So, what I would say to people is, what is this is actually a really good exercise. What is something that you do that's easy for you, right? What is something that comes natural? What is something that people always text you about, call you about, or ask you for? And for you, it's just you being you, right? So, that could be helping people with resumes. That could be just being a good listener. That could be being a good problem solver. That could be changing the tire. That could be watching. In the car, there's something that you do that takes a little bit of effort, a little bit of thought, energy, but people always call you for it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's baking a pie. You got the best pies out here, whatever the case may be. Think about what you do that's easy for you to do if it's a hobby or think about what people are asking you for. Whatever that thing is that you've been ignoring and not really paying too much attention to, that's your thing or that's one of your things. Cause I feel like people don't, don't just have one thing. I feel like there's a lot of things we do, but whatever that thing is you identify right now, that thing you can, you can 100% monetize. So you can go out into the marketplace and you can see what are people paying or or charging for this activity or for this value right now, maybe it's a hundred bucks, maybe it's 200 bucks, maybe it's 50 bucks, maybe it's 40 bucks, right? Whatever it is, now you have an idea of what that value is worth in a marketplace right now how would you add more value to that so for instance and i this is crazy right so i got a friend of mine that's a barber now he's a dope barber but he does a little extra you know what i'm saying he's gonna give you he's gonna give you the blade he's gonna put the steam on you he's gonna massage your face He you got the little electric thing that goes on he's gonna hit your shoulder so he does a lot of extras that most barbers don't do so he's charging a premium his cuts is like 75 bucks in the la area right i know it's on instagram the other day this girl popped up because she had a post that went viral she does all of that but she sits on your lap. So her value proposition is I'm going to give you a a fire haircut with all the extras and then my extra value is I'm going to do it while sitting on your lap. You know what I'm saying? So she's charging $150 a cut probably. So basically, what is a thing that you can do in a marketplace that is maybe already there, it already exists, but you're going to put your little spice on top. You're going to add your little value on top and now you can price it 10%, 50%, 20% more. So let's say just for the sake of conversation and I'm actually going to pull this out right here. Let's just say say sake of conversation, you're paying about $500 so you figured out, okay, I can charge people 500 bucks. You know, For some people it might be a little less, but I just want to kind of give a little bit of context. So let's say 500 bucks, right? So mm-hmm. right here, for those that can see, I have this breakdown right here. And again, I can send this to your community. This is 10 ways to make a million dollars a year, right? So if we're going to that $500 product, right? Let's say we're going to that $500 product. you to make a million dollars. You need 2,000 people to spend $500 with you. That sounds way different than you just like, I want to make a million dollars. But now you have something that you can charge Five hundred bucks. Well, what's, what if somebody's like, I don't know, Brendan, I don't have nothing that I could charge five hundred bucks. Okay, let's scroll, let, let's bring it back down. Let's just say you're gonna charge a hundred bucks for it. You know what I'm saying? A hundred bucks is hundred bucks is pretty practical. Let's say you're gonna charge a hundred bucks. So you divide a hundred. That's ten thousand units. So if you have something that costs a hundred dollars, you need you need to sell ten thousand of them to make a million to gross a million dollars. Or if you're like Brendan, man, ten thousand sounds crazy. Okay, well let's take ten thousand and divide it by three sixty five. That means you need to sell. So if I have if I have a uh, and I'm divided out by, actually, let's do 12. So that means you need to sell 833 a month or 27 of that thing a day. And with technology, ads, building a community, email list, text message list, there's a lot of different ways you can start to get in front of people that might be your people for the service that you have, right? And I think another amazing thing is if you can figure out the thing that you're selling, if you can create a digital representation of that. Because the thing that you're selling in real life, if it's a service situation that involves you, it's gonna take a lot of work a lot of effort because you have to physically show up unless you're hiring. If it's a product, product will work. If it's a physical product, you know. But with the product, you have to pay for production, probably fulfillment. It will work, but you know, it's it just gonna cost a little bit of money for you to invest in. If it's digital, you literally do the work one time or twice, and you just duplicate those efforts by fulfilling. So when you start looking at things like that, it becomes much easier for your mind to kind of get around, right? And then let's go back to the five hundred dollar product. So if it's five hundred dollars, like I said with the $500, you're only selling 2000 of it. Like, it's crazy. So, it's really just understanding that the way that we see things and the way that we um are navigating things, just working for people or working for a business isn't the best way to generate revenue. You know what I'm saying? It's not the best way to make money. And our time should not be spent, the majority of it, like in an office doing work that we're probably not even interested in for the most part. To just get the money that we need to just kind of live a, you know, an average or basic life and it's not against people that work you might have an amazing job that pays you an amazing wage but that's that's not the reality for a lot of people a lot of people working jobs they don't care about they get money that is just enough so they can just go back to work and keep and keep make money what is a way that you can provide value around the thing that you do best you know and and obviously earlier I asked you guys to kind of use your imagination and just kind of think about what's that thing people ask you about what's that thing come easy for you what's a hobby you do on the side and there are people that will pay you for just like there's people that's paying streamer right gamers that are just playing a game on youtube and just showing people on twitch same thing people that just make content on youtube so there's an audience for everyone but you just have to tap into it
1: Mm -hmm. i love all the breakdowns it's so nice (laughs) i think that i think everyone's gonna love the breakdowns because like it's one thing to say something but it's another thing to see the tangible breakdowns of like okay like this is something that's actually possible and i'm curious like at the beginning like when someone's like launching something or maybe it's their first business and they're not too confident in their abilities or like they know they have to start the business but like they're kind of like worried in terms of like the confidence not necessarily having as much experience under their belt. What advice do you have for them like at that beginning when they're starting to build their confidence around their business?
2: Yeah, so the first thing I would say is I would say get a mentor, you know what I'm saying? Because you need to borrow somebody's self-confidence because it's not smart for us to just move on something that we have no idea about without any way to navigate. Like I said earlier, the information is already there. You know, what you want to do already exists. It's just us believing that we can do it and believing that it's possible because it's already there. Like everything's, everything in the world is accessible. And technology and information makes it much easier for us to move, shake, navigate, and get access. But we slow ourselves down because we don't believe, or we procrastinate, or we hesitate. You know what I'm saying? So what I would say is get a mentor. And if you're not ready to invest in a mentor, and when I say mentor, find someone that has the results that you're looking for, right? Find somebody that's that's doing what you want to do, or someone that has a life that you want to live, or someone that you may want to aspire to be like, or whatever. Someone that motivates you, or whatever. And then see if they have a mentorship, or see if they have some type of program or something that you can invest if you're not ready to make that that monetary investment at the moment then i would suggest that you just consume all their free content you know what i'm saying consume all the free content so let's say Let's say it's Grant Cardone, for example. I'm just, he's just the first person popped in my head. Let's say it's Grant Cardone. Obviously he has programs, right? He has low ticket and high ticket programs, but he puts out a lot of free content. So if you go down a rabbit hole of what he got on YouTube or what he may have for an automated webinar or what, you know, what the text drip might be like, what the email drip might be like, social media, you could consume a gang of his content without actually spending any money and probably get some results. But if you want to expedite the results, I would invest in, like I said, mentorship or a program for the person that you're interested in. Because that's gonna give you a blueprint, guidelines, a map, and then possibly access to that individual or access to that individual's team to help you get the result a little bit faster. So for those that are looking to kind of expedite or looking for the self confidence or just looking to not be alone, I would say start with digital mentors and when you're ready, start, you know, start making that that investment into yourself through somebody's mentorship or program.
1: Mm-hmm. Such a beautiful point of barring someone else's self confidence. Yeah, because they already can't believe it.
2: it. Yeah, yeah. They already believe yeah. it. So I can buy Sophia's Confidence right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's for sale. So you know what I'm saying? It might be a thousand bucks. Boom. Let me see my little 997 bank. Now I got the access. Now what comes with that? That might be a weekly call with her a week or an hour. Boom. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to borrow her for, let's say, four weeks or eight weeks. I got four to eight calls. So we're going to rock out for that time. And then she also has an online course or something else that I can tap into in the meantime so I can get the result. And then whatever questions I have, maybe it's a Slack or an email or something, Discord. So I can communicate, and then boom! I'm looking forward to our call next week so we can get into it. That's what you want. I mean, if I had that mm-hmm. earlier, I would not have made the, one of the biggest fumbles of my life, which I teach as a as a learning lesson to startup entrepreneurs, and that's something that we could talk about too. Yeah,
1: I want to know what that what that <laughs> fumble is. Of course, after that, of course, we want to know. Like I just right, skip so over look, fumbles.
2: I would, <laughs> listen, you would be sitting, you would be on this line with a billionaire right now if I didn't make the biggest fumble. And that's not to say I can't still, you know, generate a lot of money, but whatever happen a lot faster. So back in the days when I had my clothing company, me and my business partner, we had sat with a buyer of an online juggernaut, which was Karma Loop at the time. Karma Loop was an online juggernaut for, uh, you know, men and women streetwear. And the marketplace at the time, they, they were missing something. So we sat down with their buyer, shout out to Don Ball, and me and my business partner, we developed what is now known as the Jogger Sweatpants. So we created that blueprint, that archetype. Jogger Sweatpants, which was basically sweatpants that had the little ribbing at the bottom, the little cuff, that highlighted and accentuated your your sneaker. It gave your sneaker a pop because the sweatpants Back then, sweatpants were baggy, so they would cover your shoe. So we basically created a slimmer blueprint that had the ribbon at the bottom so your shoe would pop or your sandal would pop or whatever the case may be. What we didn't do because we didn't have the financial literacy and the mentorship, which is why this is tremendously and so important, we did not know nothing about patents. So we didn't get a mechanical patent on that design. And every brand all over the world used that design from big box brands to knockoff brands to small brands. Everyone has, everyone that sells apparel has some form of a jogger sweat. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we would be getting royalties forever on, on that design if we would have gotten a mechanical patent, you know what I'm saying, filed it and, and everything like that. But we didn't know that. So that's why I say to you guys and to your audience, borrow someone's self-confidence and learn financial literacy, learn about taxes, learn about contracts, learn about agreements, learn the unsexy stuff that is on the other side of the sexy stuff that's in your business. You know what I'm saying? So obviously in your business is the things that you want to do, the things that are cool, your product, your service, you know what I'm saying? You helping people. That's amazing your website your social media presence that's amazing but you know behind the door in the closet the place that, that a lot of people avoid is the unsexy stuff partnership agreements contracts you know b- vendor agreements your taxes budgeting business credit personal credit quarterly uh, meetings for statements and allocations there's just a lot of things that people avoid or they don't plan for or it's like again it's not sexy so they just don't they delay that because i've been there you know what i'm saying i know there's a lot of Put a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs that have been there but that's the stuff you want to be on top of and there's amazing books like profit first is a great book as far as like business structure with your account and how you want to divide the money up and when the money comes first you want to take some profit store that away and then like divide you know that revenue into different buckets right that's an amazing book i would recommend that but i would definitely pay attention to the unsexy stuff and figure out a way to make it sexy figure out a way to make it sexy to you or you know have your business partner handle that part or have a third party handle that but, but still don't avoid it have a relationship with that person be present for those meetings knows what's going on because there's a lot of people that also have someone managing that part of their business and they weren't present for it and then later on they end up um, losing out on a lot of money because they don't know what's going on they put somebody in charge and that person knows that you don't know what's going on so, so they end up doing some <laughs> some unsavory things that that has happened a lot of time too so you can have the best intentions but don't ignore it like you want to learn every aspect of your business as you can
1: yeah yeah no one wants to know about taxes do taxes but we all have (laughs) to do them I learned
2: learned from uh, one of my uh, tax friends is that if you look at taxes like keys look Mm -hmm. at taxes like keys he kind of broke it up he broke it down to me like this so each key is an opportunity that you can actually get access or save money but people avoid the key so taxes the tax code in the United States it was written for business owners to save money so if you don't own a business you're going to get taxed the most in the United States it's just how the tax code was written so if you learn the keys the keys will teach you how you can buy assets and if you buy these assets you can actually write that assets completely off your taxes so let's say you generated two hundred thousand dollars but you spend a hundred thousand dollars of that of that revenue on business expense well you only have to do taxes on a hundred thousand if you file all those expenses as write-off but we don't understand that because we don't get taught that you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. if you understand okay i'm working from home so a percentage of of where i work from home that could be written off. i drive my car that could be written off off the internet that could be written off this podcast you know what i'm saying well, whatever expenses for me to operate the podcast that could be written off software hardware equipment that could be written off like and then you go have your tax person do the taxes properly everything that you spent money on that has any ounce of association with your business can now come off the top line revenue that you generated and that now puts you in paying uh less money in taxes to the uh, country you know federal and state but we don't know that we're like oh man taxes is crazy so i ain't gonna i'm gonna just wait <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) like I'm gonna just I'm gonna just wait you know what I'm saying like I'm like I'm gonna just wait and that's what happens to a lot of business owners like instead of us leaning into areas where they may be uncomfortable we lean further and further and further and then it becomes a big mountain for us to climb and stuff like that I've been there I know all about that and I know business you know business owners are still dealing with that right now Mm.
1: and I'm curious also to to go on to that what's an area you think you're we're leaning away from it doesn't necessarily have to be like taxes something else that comes to mind that you're leaning away from in your 20s that you feel like you should have leaned forward to or your 30s are are you 30 or 20 i'm 42 actually oh you're 42 you don't look 42 okay so 20s 30s either one.
2: that's what it looks like so for me i would say again like i was leaning away from structure Mm -hmm. i was leaning away from structure i was leaning away from you know just understanding how business works again operating really in the sexy area not Mm -hmm. not the real area that's that's moving the needle. I would say also just financial literacy. Like, you know, I, I wasn't leaning, I wasn't leaning away from it, but I wasn't leaning into it. It was more of like of an mm-hmm. ignorance in my 20s about like how things actually work when it comes to like financial literacy. I definitely encourage everyone to learn about money, learn about credit, you know, learn about leverage because the things that we avoid are really the keys. Like going back to the tax keys. So taxes, money, credit, like learning those things and, and also life insurance, you know, life, that's a whole nother conversation. But learning those things, these are the things that actually make life much easier but it's because how we're taught in school we're not taught to like touch these subjects and then at home generally our parents are not talking about these subjects either so it's like you're not getting a dose of this stuff which is actually gonna make life easier for you so if you go crazy in your 20s and 30s you, you're chilling in your 50s 60s 70s you know especially in 2022 moving into 2023 because with the internet like everything's disposable. disposal like so we actually had to go to this place called the library back then like you know what i'm saying you have to actually go to a library sit there find the books read the books you know, um, but How nowadays you can, you can ask Alexa and Siri for whatever you want. You can go online and put in whatever you want. You can go on YouTube, put it, put in whatever you want. And you get it in seconds. You can digest and consume as much content available on that subject. So you can like learn instantly and you can apply instantly. So for me, it was just like avoiding those things that I wish I would have leaned into or had a mentor or even parents, because my parents passed when I was younger too. But, you know, I had just somebody in my life that could give me a little bit more guidance. That's why mentorship is important. Whether you pay for it, you get into a program or you just lean on digital mentors which that's how I started it's an easy way for you to borrow somebody's self-confidence and borrow somebody's knowledge if you just binge on their content binge on their books binge on their videos
1: mm. and I feel like another aspect to all this is like accountability whether it's like starting a new business maybe like starting a YouTube channel starting mm. you know some sort of content on TikTok what are some keys you feel like for accountability for like starting to create that accountability if it, maybe it's not there right now
2: yeah, yeah 100% and, and what's good about that that, that's actually part of the gift that i want to give to your audience It's basically i call it workbook it's basically a productivity and accountability guide but i think that part of that is i'm gonna give you three things one you need to figure out what are the areas you actually want to get better at so what are the, what are the areas in your life that you felt like if you did every day you would feel more accomplished so with me i try to do things uh, when i wake up that regardless of how my day goes i had a good day you know what i'm saying it doesn't matter like if this didn't happen or this doesn't happen my first hour or so of my day i did what i planned on doing for me that means my, my day. Is good regardless, so you know, for some people, and for me, I mean I'll break it down. Like, you know, I read in the morning, you know, I do my push-ups, I go to the gym, I read my affirmations. You know, that's something that people can write. You know, I write in my journal, or you know, for me, I have it on my phone. The newest thing is I started writing out my goals every day instead of just reading, I start writing them so you can have that connection with them. So things like that, and just having that repetition. So for me, reading every day, I look forward to that. I need that, I need that 20 minutes of me reading. Then I do a 45-minute walk that helps me like process my thoughts. So that's like literally what I do in the morning. So if you want to give more accountable, I will write down things that you want to get better at. Maybe you want to move your body. Maybe you want to read. Maybe you want to have some quiet time to write. Maybe you want to do some meditation, do some yoga, go to the gym. Find what works for you. Then I would do two other things that kind of go with that. I would either get an accountability partner. Don't make it your best friend because y'all got too much chemistry that like if she slacks or he slacks, y'all just going to go back to not doing it. Find somebody else like that might be a social media friend or somebody at work. You know, that's not buddy buddy. Find someone that you don't have such a close relationship with. So it It'll be a different level of accountability because I feel like if you do something with someone that you have such a close bond with and you both you guys are trying to work on it, you're going to kind of fall back into your old patterns. You need someone that's going to be a little bit more rigid, someone that you're not so close to. So when that person calls, texts, or reaches out to you the same way you may call, text, or reach out to that person, it's a different type of energy. Then I would say download an app. There's an app called Habit. Habit's pretty good. You can literally put all the things that you want to accomplish in a day in that app. So then when you look at it every day, you can check off the stuff that you did. It, it'll keep a little streak for you. You can see, okay, cool. There's ten things I want to do today. I did eight. Okay, I got two. Th- I got two more to do, and I got three more hours to do them. So you you add some gamification to it, and I think the gamification makes it uh, very fun. It makes it easy. You look forward to like hitting the dots or collecting all the rings or what you know, whatever it is, right? So that gamification is important. So we have, you know, you actually acknowledging, okay, these are the areas I want I want to get better at. You um using that app habit, and then you attaching that to some type of accountability person that will help you. To, to, additional thing is i have a formula for success i call it c squared plus d squared equals s right so commitment consistency discipline and doing more that's going to equal success commitment consistency discipline and doing more that equals s so if you literally do something every single day you do more of it so you do it in abundance you're committed to it and you're consistent in it there's no way you're not going to have a positive result so if sophia and i because i have a podcast too if we did a podcast episode every day what's the result of that more relationships more content you know what i'm saying more opportunities to leverage and i think there's like 87 to 88 days left in the year that means we have 86 87 88 episodes that are going to be out so you're gonna so we're gonna get a positive result so those four things are going to be what's going to help you get success commitment consistency you know you'd be in discipline and then just doing more and then the third thing i would say is really just a commitment to you leading tasks i've been there in my life i know there's a lot of people we get so excited it could be somewhere right now listening to the pod watching the pod, and they're juiced up. Like, yo, Brendan's giving a fire, so Sophia's going crazy. I'm excited. But then the podcast is over, your dopamine goes down, you're just like, you know, I might do this. You know what I'm saying? So you have to stay with that feeling of wanting to complete something and being consistent with it. So I heard Jim Jones, who's a rapper, he was on a, a podcast. I don't know, I think it might have been like a million dollars worth of game or something. He was talking about when your motivation dies, stay consistent. You're motivated you're consistent. The motivation is like, it's like a rollercoaster. Motivation is going to go up and down. Because motivation Based on how you feel, but if, if you're consistent, regardless of how you feel, and a good indicator of that is no matter how you feel, right, you're gonna brush your teeth. You brush your teeth every day. It don't matter how you feel. There's no emotions there. Whether you're happy, sad, angry, whatever, you brushing your teeth. So if you can attach the stuff that you want to get done to the same like pattern that regardless of how you feel, you're brushing your teeth. So regardless of how you feel, you're gonna accomplish these things. You will also you will also get to the result that you want to get to. So those are the three things that I would say.
1: Mm. So good that you brought up our best friend can't be our accountability partner because nah, I think nah, that nah. was all the first response of like okay I'll tell my best friend but nah, like you then tell you tell think us, about man, like y'all, we're... Can't, y'all
2: can't be in the same group you know what I'm saying y'all gonna be a yeah company. yeah
1: such so a good point because that that is like the first instinct there and what's something right now you're learning it could be anything any area what are you learning right now
2: oh um, yeah yeah so I'm learning YouTube so I'm spending more energy into you know my YouTube channel so I'm learning YouTube that would be one in a second area that I'm really learning about, that would just be like just understanding credit on a higher level. You know, like I got a, a couple of friends that do credit on a higher level and I'm learning it. But I want, I want to get my relationship, how they have their relationship, because there's so many different leverage opportunities. So once you know how to generate capital out of credit or out of nowhere, then you always have the ability to use OPM, other people's money, to generate money for yourself. So those are the areas I, that I would say. Um, and a bonus area would be taxes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everyone's taxes, favorite. <laughs> get those tax, getting those tax keys. You're really leaning yeah. into those tax keys.
1: Yeah. And what's something um, you're excited about right now?
2: What I'm really excited about is two things. Well, actually, three. One, I would say I want dollars So my goal right now is make hundred thousand dollars in a month. So I'm super excited about that. Waking up to achieve that every day. Once I hit that, the next goal would you know do a million dollars a month. So I'm, I'm excited about that. And then ultimately, though, just helping people, you know, like that's that's really number one. Like the money is just a byproduct. But really being passionate about helping podcasters, monetize their show, learn how to you know, teach them to, to understand how you don't need brand deals, you don't need sponsorships, you know what I'm saying? You don't need a massive Audiences are generating revenue. Haven't really believed that what they're creating with the podcast is not a podcast. It's literally a media business. You're like a media business. And once you really understand that, there's so many different branches on your media business that you can monetize. So I'm super excited about that because even though I know there's there's definitely a couple of podcast coaches and podcast programs that you can can get into, I think my spin on it and what I'm offering to the marketplace is vastly different. Plus, the content I'm putting out on my social and on YouTube is just different. And how I want to show podcasts is that, why don't we take this show on the road? Why don't we travel, get paid for it, and then you could interview somebody in Wyoming. You can interview somebody in Mexico. You can interview somebody in, in New York or LA or whatever. But you're are literally taking it on, on, on a roll. You're not, you're not just like, you know, you don't have to be in one city or one place or just do virtual podcasts if that's all you want to do, or just do in person. Like there's so much opportunity. So that gets me super excited.
1: Mm, Love that. And I have a final question for you. So if you were to go back in time and talk to your 20 year old self, what would you want to tell them? Or if you want to tell them nothing at all? that's an option as well
2: <laughs> oh I'm definitely telling him something for sure <laughs> I would say I would say learn honestly I would say things is going to be cool things is going to work out and you know really lean into the areas that you're not paying attention to like leave the girls alone you know learn about credit learn about financial literacy like don't avoid areas that seem difficult you know what I'm saying or areas that you don't understand actually those are the areas in, in fact you should be leaning into to understand um, those are the things I would I would say.
1: One of the big themes is lean into those areas and the lean key.
2: into them areas. <laughs> I feel for sure,
1: it's so interesting, right? Because we think leaning out will like help us, but in the long run, it really doesn't help us at all. It hurts yeah. us. Yeah. yeah,
2: leaning out just creates more time that pass of an area that you still need to lean into.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. You know exactly, it's
2: like it's like a it's like a if we were doing hurdles, right? And it's like eight hurdles to get to the finish line. Like you could you could knock them all out. Let's say I knocked out seven. I'm like, man, I can't do this last hurdle. I just can't do it. Oh, I don't want to do it. I still don't get to the finish line until I get over that last hurdle. So that hurdle's gonna stay with me for three months, six months, nine months, a year. 10 years, 20 years, I'm never going to get to the outcome that's on the finish line because I haven't, I've been avoiding that hurdle. I've been avoiding even all of them or I've been avoiding the last one. That's how life works. Whatever you avoid, stay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you avoid doesn't get better. It like literally stays and it literally dies without you having a conclusion or it just stays for a year and it ends up being a mental block, a physical issue or something. And like until you actually get over it or accomplish it, you don't get
1: what's on the other side
2: of it. So avoiding it, it's not going to give you the result that you're hoping for. You actually have to deal with that. And that also comes mm-hmm. with like, Having tough conversations with people.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I the interviewing you today.
2: <laughs> I appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me on. I do have a free gift for community. Um, I would like to give you guys a free manifestation digital deck, right? So there's 54 cards mm-hmm. in the deck, digital, so you can swipe through them. You know, these are going to be all different things that you could read. Every, like you, read, you could read one card every day, or you could just go to any card that you want, and you could just kind of go through all of them. And it's just going to help you with just thinking bigger, you know, manifesting things and stuff like that, or just having at least one positive thing to say to yourself every single day. And then the other thing that I want to give you is, is workbook. So basically, it's basically like a, an accountability and productivity guide. It's interactive. So you can click the buttons. You can, you can write in your journal and stuff like that. And there's also, you know, different um, encouraging and motivation things in there for them. So it's basically like the, man, the manifestation bundle. So you'll get the digital cards. You'll get the workbook completely for free. All they got to do is text the word workbook. One word. W-O-R-K-B-O-O-K. Text workbook to 213-444-7219. 213 444 7219 413 text word, work, book, one word, and then you guys will get access to that manifestation bundle.
1: Perfect, easy, love it. And where can we find you? Where can we stalk you?
2: Oh, yeah. So it's the same on every platform from YouTube to Instagram, to TikTok, at it's Brendan Boyd. So it's Brendan Boyd, TikTok. Uh, Instagram. If you put on YouTube, just it's Brendan Boyd, B R E N D A N B O Y D. It'll come right up. I do a podcast uh, every Wednesday, so you, you can tap into that. And I put out a lot of content on entrepreneurship and podcasting, so you guys can, can jump into that free, that free content there.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening. I'd love if you can leave me a review on iTunes. Please feel free to share it with any friends you think the story would resonate with. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.